we need the anointing of God. The anointing is that divine enablement of the Holy Ghost or the power of God to operate and function in our life. And some of us men need the anointing of God on our life to really be our father. We need the anointing of God in our life. Some of us business people, we need an anointing. You can go through the motion, and I don't want to go through the motion. You should want to be anointed. You're listening to the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Lynn Scott. Subscribe today to start cultivating more leadership anointing in your life. Now here's your host, Terry Lynn Scott. Everybody, welcome back to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Lenscott. I'm so grateful that you're joining me again today. Man, it's a great day to be alive for me uh, as a Christian. It's a great day to be alive as a leader today. People are looking for people to follow. And uh, I'm just glad I get to be a part of that life and impact and influence people. Hey, as I always do, as you're jumping on, I want to remind you of a couple things. First of all, if you've never subscribed to my channel, I'd ask you to please do so at whatever platform you're uh, listening to this on, whether it's on the YouTube channel, it's on uh, social media, or it's on a podcast platform. We really appreciate that. We drop one of these every other Thursday. And that way you ensure that you are notified uh, once you've subscribed to the channel. Second thing I'd ask you to do is if you have um, this content helps you today or the podcast helps you, go ahead and drop a comment, hit, hit a review, send me a message, something like that lets me know that it's doing. It's always a blessing to us as we do this to hear from our listeners to see how this content actually is helping you and your teams. Thirdly, I'd like to ask you to do this. Share this con- uh, content with your friends share it with your family, share it with your boss, your supervisor, your coworker, or Hey, if you're the boss, share it with your teams and, uh, may utilize this as a way to have team meetings and staff meetings to just generate some conversation, to build relationships, build, uh, relational equity inside the team. And I would really appreciate that as well. Last thing I'm going to say before we jump in today is, uh, my website, terrylinscott.com. There's some material there. There's some things there that you can go to and check out. There is a couple of thoughts. Number one, if you uh, are interested in having me to come in and speak to your team, you can request that. You can also go to my website and do a question and answer. There is a drop a question there that we'll get it and that we'll be able to answer that. I'm actually going to do that today. Uh, I just came out of my uh, first annual uh, leadership conference here in, in Kentucky in my, in my home church. Uh, uh, it was a blast for me. It was a, it was something that I would call surreal it is something I dreamt about something that I believed in something that I really believe that God put in my heart to do many years ago. And it actually happened. But what was beautiful for me, isn't that I had a conference is that people showed up. <laughs> Come on, man, you do things and you wonder sometimes how your life is impacting, how, what you do, is it really touching people's lives? And I think that's the key for me today is as, as I do this podcast, I want to just speak to you from my heart today. This isn't so much a practical thing to do, but for me, it's really the idea of uh, when you have a vision, when you have a plan, when you have a, a purpose for your life, when you know who you are, you'll know exactly what to do. I use that statement a lot. And I think though, sometimes we get caught up in just what we're doing. And sometimes we don't recognize the impact that we're making. I want to challenge you with this just from my own experiences. I've had those thoughts. I've always wondered if there's anybody actually listening to this. And I 
I know there are, and I appreciate you doing that, but I'm telling you in that conference was something that God just supernaturally did to my life and increased me to, to, to help me understand completely what my life is really all about. Yes, I'm a senior pastor. Yes, I pastor a church that's thriving and growing in the city of Radcliffe. I'm so excited that we actually just we're getting ready to purchase uh, our new building uh, in a couple of days. Our, our closing is very soon from the this podcast. And then we're getting ready to remodel and we're moving locations, which gives us the ability to grow numerically. And I'm super uh, excited for that. But that's, that's part of my life. The other part is this, what I'm doing. And I, I know that that sometimes people say, well, you can't do both. Yes, you can, because they both actually work together. And when you do what God's told you to do, when you walk into the power of God and the the anointing of God, again, this is the anointed leadership podcast. And when you walk in the anointing, anything is possible with God and with you because you walk with God. And so I want to challenge you today. As I just talked to you from your heart, some of you listening to me, watching this, you're struggling, you're wondering, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to do that? Listen, get a vision write it down. Habakkuk, I'm actually going to read that today out of the the scriptures, if you will. It's a new King James version. Habakkuk chapter two, it says this uh, in verse one, it says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what the Lord would say to me. And what I will answer when I'm corrected. I want to see this to you when you talk about visions and hearing the voice of God. Habakkuk says, I'm going to watch and see what he will say. So we understand God. And I think I've said this many times is he speaks to us in, in picture format inside of us. We don't have to find our vision. It's in us. We just discover it inside of us. We got to watch and see it means you got to take time. You got to be intentional. You got to purpose yourself, set yourself up to where you go to really just investigate your life, to discover what God has put on the inside of you goes on to say this. Then the Lord answered and said, right the vision down and make it plain on tablets. Now, what are you writing down? The vision. Why? Because the vision's how God's speaking to you. It's what do you see? Have you wrote that thing down? And then he says this, make it plain. You got to be clear on that. And, and I think you have to recognize it that he may, he who, that he may run, who reads it. It's all about the person reading it. Are you reading your own vision? Is somebody else reading your own vision? Who's reading this vision? Who's running with it? It's the guy that's reading it. But if you've never wrote it down, then nobody else will run with it. I'm challenging you this morning. You got to get to that. So watch this. And then verse three, it says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but wait, for it at the very end of it, it says this, though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come to pass. It will not tarry. In other words, it's going to come to pass. It's going to, it's going to happen. And I am a, a, a living testimony of that because what God spoke to me in 2014 and it happened in 2022. And, and you say, that's, that's not a long time. It's eight years of waiting, of believing, of reading and running. And now all of a sudden it's happening. I'm challenging you with that today, that what I, I, I'm not just teaching things that I find in a book. I'm teaching things in this podcast that actually have happened to my life, how I put things into practice and it works. <laughs> That's the beauty of this is that in leadership, things work. You just have to work them. There's practicalities that are, are set aside. There's leadership is a, uh, what do you call that? That, that is a principle, you know, is of leadership. It's things that work. It's, it happens. It's kind of like seed time and harvest. In other words, you plant, you're going to reap it's leadership. You apply leadership principles. You're going to benefit from leadership. And I believe that if you'll take these practical principles, you apply 
apply them to your life. It'll happen for you the same way it's happened for me. So don't quit. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. Do what's in your heart, man and woman of God. Do everything that God has placed on the inside of you and wait for it. Allow it to come, but write it, make it plain and that, that you can read it and run and other people will as well. That's, that's good stuff. I just want to challenge you this morning uh, from my heart as, as you hear this podcast. In a few weeks, we're going to be dropping actually my conference uh, as podcasts. We're going to drop those and then have those fully out there. This was a paid event, so I, I, I can't just go live with it because the content was uh, specific to those who paid for it. But eventually, in a few, actually a few months, we're going to drop it around the first of the year. And I'm going to split them up because I really think that they were great teachings. They were great content. They really helped those that were in attendance. And, and I, I felt like it was uh, something that we could utilize here. And I want to be able to be a blessing to you in that regard as well. But from that, we did a question and answer. And as I opened up with that on my website, there's a tab there that has a Q&A. And you can drop a question there anonymously and, and, and or you can give it to me if you want me to know who you are. Either way, you can do that. And if you leave your name in it, I'll, I'll shout out to you. And if you don't leave a name, I'll just read the question kind of like I'm doing today. But I had a lot of questions about different things from what's my greatest accomplishment? What's my greatest failure? Uh, how do you do it, deal with family and these types of things? And, and in my, my ministry and my team is I have family members and non-family members. And so there you have aspects of that when you deal with family. And I, I'm going to answer some of those questions over the next few sessions that came in from the conference. And today I'm going to answer a few as well that I think will really help you. Every question here pertains to you and your team. And uh, I want to challenge you with this. These are some things that we've actually done here and how I've applied these things to my personal life and leadership. And so the very first question comes, and these are anonymous, so we don't know who they were. And it says, how do you, how do you balance being relational with people to, to people with leadership? How, how do you balance leadership and relations? Um, the very simplest answer is this leadership is relational uh, management and boss is non-relational so there's a different concept here you you balance your uh, leadership with relationships by being relational you have to know people people have to trust you uh, people have to uh, believe in you and they have to believe that you believe in them. And you don't get that from anything but being relational. You don't get that for anything other than not a show up, clock in, clock out. And I only know you for the tasks that you do. I know you as a person. I know what's going on in you. I know what's going on with you. I know what's going on in family. I understand certain things are going on. I, this is what this is what leadership really is. And so, what if you're trying to to motivate, inspire, correct, discipline uh, uh, people through leadership, which you should and and is necessary, and you're afraid of disrupting the relationship, then you don't really have a relationship. Uh, they should trust you to do good and bad, to to correct and encourage, to exhort and and discipline. And so you have to have that relationship and that's only built right by spending time. That's not built by generating a, a, an office work table and dealing with a task alone. It's actually having lunch together, having breakfast together, having coffee in the morning, having a 15 minute powwow, and just talk about the weekend, talk about the night before to, to chit chat, have an open door policy and allow people to walk into your office and, and say, Hey, can I shut the door and talk to you for a minute and just share their heart. That's true leadership. Leadership is influence. Leadership is completely relational. If 
I don't have a good relation with you, I'm a, I'm a guy that you don't know that had a tweetable uh, statement. But if you know me, then you know that everything about my life can help impact your life and vice versa. And so that, that's my answer to that question here. Here's another one. This is, uh, again, these are all questions about different teams. It says, how would you approach your leader about your struggles? So I think this happens in many teams, whether you're a church, a business corporation, uh, you personally, we, we cannot divide who we are with what we do. It's just impossible because everything that we, who we are and what defines who we are and makes us up and we're a sum total of every decision we've made, we're also a sum total of every relationship we've had. So we have this issue of of relationships and things happening outside the workforce, outside of the teams, that we bring that into our teams and and our minds, whether we're set on the task, whether we're we're, we're distracted by our family, uh, friends, we're distracted by finances, we're distracted by the government, society, the day, whatever it is, uh, I don't think you can deal with, with business without having a relationship. Again, it goes back to that first question. So how do I go to my leader and help and talk to them about my struggles? Uh, ultimately for me is you go to your leader and you say, Hey, I really need to talk to you and I need to get some things off my chest and talk just about who I am and where I'm at and how this is probably and possibly affecting my performance. And so I think most business people, owners, a a boss, a leader, they're interested in the bottom dollar, whether that's the priority of their interest or not, it is part of the interest. And so if you know that some things that you're doing or going through are affecting performance, I think for your benefit, you just approach them. You have to, you have to uh, deal with the elephant in the room is a, it's awkward, right? That you're going to actually try and get personal, be the emotions that come along with it. And it's okay to be emotional with it. C is you got to get past the idea that they may fire you or get rid of you or laugh at you or ridicule you. But the reality is if you don't develop that relationship with your boss, your leader, or vice versa, the leader with the employee, you'll never have the, 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 the feeling that I can share things. And if you're not willing to share things, you're hiding more, trying to perform something and, and do something that you're only given really 50% maybe 60% effort too, which is still bare minimum to what is expected from you in the job, correct? And so what we have to do is figure out how do I deal with the problems and how do I get those off of my chest? There's a Bible verse, and as a Bible man, James 5, 16, it says, confess your fault one to another, pray for each other that you can be healed. Uh, we want to pray for people, but we don't want to confess. And here's the thing, here's an, we hear people say unspoken prayers, but how? How is that possible when he says confess your fault? And so what we have to do is be willing to and realize that, yeah, we can pray together, we can counsel together, we can talk together, and there's a healing, but if we don't confess it, then we're never going to walk out that healing in our life. So I would challenge you, if you're struggling with some things, if you have personal struggles, daily struggles, and you have a leader in your life or a boss that you can that you may not have complete trust in but have the ability to trust them, man, just knock on their door and say, listen, I really need to talk to you. Or maybe ask them to coffee or take them to lunch and say, listen, I got some personal issues I want to tell you about. I'm not necessarily needing advice, but I got to get them off my chest so you understand what I'm going through that will potentially hinder and I don't want it to, but it could potentially hinder my performance. Uh, Here's, I got three more today and I want to just finish these. It says, how do you deal with disagreement uh, within, within your team? How do you deal with disagreement inside your team? First of all, you should have disagreement. 
in my opinion. I believe that there we should not all be yes people, that we're just saying yes, 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 yes to everything where there's a no creates disagreement. A, a, I don't agree with that is a disagreement. I don't believe we should do it that way. That's a disagreement. I think if all you have is yes people, then you only have one way of seeing things. I don't think you are, are it's as effective or as beneficial and, and, and prosperous in a business or a church to have a one-way uh, thinking. I think you have to have multiple thought processes inside your team and you have to welcome those disagreements. Uh, and how do you deal with them? First of all, I welcome the disagreement. I'm not, I don't take things personally. I think relationally, you understand when you have a relationship, just like a marriage, it's a covenant for me. And that covenant is even if we disagree, we're not parting ways. We just disagree. We work it out. We talk it out until we both come to an understanding that is agreeable. And then we can do it that way. And I think if you don't see whether it's half full, half empty, and you only see it half empty all the time, you're going to have a poor attitude. But then if all you see is half full all the time is you're never going to recognize the areas of your life or your business or your, or your team that needs, needs help. So you have to have the perspectives and it's okay to have that disagreement. So you should be open. You should invite that. In my opinion, uh, you should invite people to be able to speak their mind, speak their heart. And, and, and a lot of time, because it's the owner of the job or the task, that's probably disagreeing with you as the leader. And that's okay because you need their input. So welcome disagreement. Don't, don't shun it. Don't, dis, don't uh, discipline and correct people for disagreeing. Invite it in because that's where you discover a lot of your holes, a lot of your problems and things like that. So let's talk about this. A couple more things is this right here. It says, uh, uh, pertaining to checking in with your team and followers. So what happens is in leadership is we empower people. And when we empower people, that means we're giving them permission for the whole lock, stock and barrel, the authority to decide to do. And so we talk about communication and in communication, there's disbursement and, and re, uh, retrieval. And so what happens is as leaders, we get this anxiety to empower somebody to do something. And then we want to know, no, no, I got to know, I got to know, I'm not hearing anything. So is anything getting done? And so what I talk about is this check in with your team. And so here's a question pertaining to empowering people as leaders to empower people to do things and deal with that anxiety. And here's what I wrote, the question that came in, it says pertaining to checking in with, the, with your team, how much is too much when checking in? Um, I think when you set, I don't think there's too much unless you're doing it two times a day at once every day. I think if it's at least once a week, check in with your team, if you're going to give them that kind of permission. Uh, I also think it depends on what that, what that level of check-in looks like. If you've never done this before and you've empowered people to do something, and this is that you're beating this anxiety of, I got to know, I got to know, I got to know, I got to know. If that's what you're dealing with, then I think once a day, every morning briefing or an end of the day uh, briefing before everybody departs, what's going on? Hey, have a, just feel me on what happened today. And that's a pretty cool deal. Uh, I don't think you have to, when you're checking in, do you have to give advice? Do you have to always give your two cents in? No, that's where you have to ch be, be careful of is that you're always in, inserting your opinion, your way of doing it, your ideology, your philosophies. When you are constantly inserting that in, that's the problem with empowering people. Un having updates is not a problem. It's what do you do with that update? How do you, how do you adjust what they're doing 
to do what you want them to do when you've given them permission to make every decision. You have to check to be careful with that. So a daily check-in is not wrong. A daily email is not wrong. An update at the end of the day, a briefing for the day, those are great. But what you should have is uh, deadlines to report. Deadlines of, uh, I got these things done, this stuff got done, and we have deadlines. And so the deadline dates are the ones that you really have the, the, the involved communication and conversation about the task, and you get to be able to put your two cents in but don't take away their ability to to excel and grow in authority and creativity and what god has put them in your life to do by always telling them what you want them to do that's there's nothing wrong with that managerial boss mentality but if you're trying to empower you have to give people permission to function and fail and or succeed and you have to do that so check in is okay but don't insert all your ideas all the time Last question today is this, how do you take responsibility when those that are under you are not successful, successful or failing? Ooh, how do you take that? How do you step in? Uh, you step in, you, you acknowledge to them individually. You may even acknowledge to the, the, the team that, Hey, uh, this person is, is responsible for that. And it didn't work out. And I take full responsibility. And this is the reason why because we could have seen this happening. We could have done this. I could have done this. Uh, and we're not degrading the individual. We are just simply identifying the fact that we, we have some things that need to be fixed, some things that need to be adjusted, something that didn't work out. And you always step in as if it's you, right? You want to take the, you want to take the, the praise and the celebratory acts when, when it's successful, but you want to push the buck when it doesn't. And you have to shift the mindset that it just like I want to take the praise for what abundant life's doing. I also have to take the, 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 the negative results. If things aren't going right, I'm, I'm that guy and it's okay. And you have to know who you are. And I say this a lot, when you know who you are, you'll know what to do, but your confidence in who you are, knowing who you are, gives you the permission to take their, their failure and, and own it as your own. And why do I say that? Because you've checked in, you've had deadlines, you knew what was going on, you knew where they were going and you recognize failure probably before it happened. But as long as it can't sink your ship, it's probably not that big of a deal. And honestly, the failure isn't the problem. What happens is after the failure, this is the problem that we now ex, ex, exile, excommunicate that individual. We no longer trust them again. And so how do I take responsibility? By continuing to trust them, continuing to disciple them and train them and help them become who they're supposed to be. And so you'll never help somebody become something unless you've walked through failure with them, because that's, that's where we learn. I think we all understand that we don't learn in succeed, succeeding all the time. We learn in failures. Our mistakes is our greatest teachers. And so if we don't allow that to happen inside of our teams, inside of our churches, our businesses, and we only want it our way, we don't really do the impact that, or have the impact and influence on the people that are around us to run with the vision. Amen. So, I, hey, I hope this blessed you today. This was a little bit from my heart. I thought when we're talking about teams and leaderships, these are great five or six questions that came in in my conference. And uh, I hope these things helped you. My two cents uh, made some sense to you. And again, if you, this, if you have a question, go to my website and uh, there's a, a tab there. that says Q&A. Just leave it there. If you want me to give you a shout out, put your name in, uh, but definitely leave a question and we'll review those. And in a later podcast, we will, we will address 
some of these questions as we go. Uh, we won't be able to take a whole podcast like this and just answer questions, but I felt like today was a great opportunity to just talk about teams and some questions that came in to me. Hey, till next time, I'm Terry Linscott, the host of the, uh, the Anointed Leadership Podcast. And uh, again, share this with your friends, leave me a comment, hit the subscribe. And until next time, I call you blessed and I pray that the anointing of God get all over you to do, help you accomplish everything he's called you to do. Connect with Terry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help this message reach more people so together we can create anointed leaders all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we're believing God with you and for you that whatever you put your hand to will prosper in Jesus' name.